Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists who live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr. I am your host and a full-time photographer here to give you some tools so you can build your life in creative self-employment. Beyond that, I get to sit down with an amazing community of creative professionals to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it. Entrepreneur Season 2, kicking off next. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We are rolling on in Season 2 with our 77th episode here at Entrepreneurs. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for liking, subscribing, reviewing the show. We appreciate it all here at Entrepreneurs. Uh, today, I wanted to talk a little bit about DBAs, basically what they are and whether it's necessary for you to get one for your business. Now, keep in mind, I am not a certified expert in this area. If you have any questions about your specific situation or future endeavors, my suggestion is to consult a legal or tax professional, or maybe even both, if you have any unanswered questions. For now, I'm just going to give you the information that I have based off of the research that I've done, and hopefully it's going to inspire you to look into it further on your own time. All right. So with that being said, what is a DBA? So a DBA is the shorthand for doing business as, okay? It is a simple name for a sole proprietorship business, which I'm going to talk about in a second, that is different than the name of the business owner. So if your name is Joe Schmo and you want to name your business Joe's Tire Repair, you will need to file a DBA to let people know that you, Joe Schmo, are doing business as Joe's Tire Repair. Now, you might be asking yourself, what if Joe Schmo wanted to be Joe Schmo's Tire Repair instead? Does he need a DBA for that? And to that, the answer is no. If your full name, not your partial name, and the description of your services are listed, you do not need to file a DBA. Anything else would need to be filed. Any combination of initials, like for instance, I'm MKD, those are my initials. If I wanted to be MKD Photography, I would need to file for that. Now, one thing I do want to say is that a DBA is not a legal business structure, okay? It provides you no liability protection. If your business gets sued, then you yourself will get sued. So don't think setting up a DBA removes you of all the risk, okay? It is ultimately just a nickname for your business. Now, remember, I did say that this is for sole proprietorship businesses and not, let's say, LLC businesses. Well, how do I know if I'm a sole proprietor? Now, fortunately for us, when we start out with no experience, we already have one certainty working for us, which is we automatically fall under the category of a sole proprietor because we don't have to do any filing. There's no formal action to take with the city. There's no annual reporting requirements. So if you start freelancing and you don't recall registering and paying for a business structure such as an LLC, which I think you would honestly 
remember, then you are a sole proprietor. Now, it's certainly possible to start your career off as some sort of incorporated structure. I mean, businesses do this all the time, right? But generally, that's because they have experience starting business ventures, or they have experienced help on their team to guide them in that first step. The majority of time, creatives are going to start out slow, independently, test the waters to see if they can make any income before they commit to a full-fledged business plan, such as setting up an LLC. Okay, so now that we know that DBAs are for sole proprietors, not LLCs, although there are some exceptions, I'm not going to go into that right now. Uh, And we also know that DBAs offer no liability protection. They're basically just a nickname for your business. Why on earth would anybody want one? So the first reason I would say is pure simplicity. Now, I don't know this from personal experience, but it is listed as the easiest way to register your business name if you want one. Uh, Certainly far less of a hassle than setting up an LLC that requires many more steps. Additionally, DBA fees are rather nominal, depending on the state, and even those fees can be certainly written off as tax deductible. So all things considered, it's pretty affordable and it's a very simple process. The second reason I would say that people set up DBAs is it can be really helpful with your business banking. Okay, now this I do have personal experience with. If you want to open up a business bank account, which I've mentioned before, being a really good idea to separate your personal and your professional money, it will be significantly harder without a DBA. Some banks will just exclude you from the equation altogether. Additionally, if your clients write checks to, let's say, Jane Doe Designs, for example, because that's what your website states, you may actually run into issues with that bank if you try and deposit that check into a personal account, okay? Because they want you to open up a business account, which is gonna cost you extra money, okay? So that's natural business for them. So even though you do not need to file a DBA for... Uh, let's say John Doe Photography, Jane Doe Designs, Grant Thompson Plumbing, or whatever it might be, if you don't have a business bank account, I recommend just having your client send you the money as you the person, as opposed to you plus your service, okay? It's just removing a major inconvenience. So instead of sending it to John Doe Photography, just send it to John Doe, especially if you don't have a business bank account. The third reason why I think people set up DBAs is for privacy and flexibility in some fashion or another. By privacy, I mean not every business owner wants his or her identity out for public record. Sometimes it's just better to separate the two. By flexibility, I mean you have the option to start several ventures. For instance, maybe you want to pursue a different market with online sales in addition to your freelancing. You can file a DBA for that product or service separate from your photography business. Basically, you could operate multiple businesses or streams of income without filing new business structures every time. A huge benefit. All right, the last and maybe most common reason I think people pursue DBAs is just pure branding, right? You have the ability to market your business as a brand and not just a contractor business, okay? It's a first and potentially lasting impression that people will have of your business. So if you don't want to fall under the same category as everyone else, like Jane Doe Photography or John Doe Designs, then you can definitely create a more unique position in that field, at least from a name perspective. You still have to differentiate your brand positioning. Now, one last little thing, folks, before you get geeked out about establishing your brand and jumping into a DBA, just let me remind you that it is more important that you have a business model than a cool business name. Okay, I'm going to cite one of my all-time favorite shows, which is Parks and Recreation. And in that show, the ever-ambitious entrepreneurs in Tom Haverford and Jean-Ralphio, they create and destroy their own company 
because they fought tooth and nail over branding and not business. That's right. If you know the show, you know Entertainment 720, which is a great name, cared more about looking like a business than actually being a business. They'd print their logos on every useless product. They'd throw lavish parties. They'd hire celebrities to stand around serving martini glasses with shrimp. It's one of the most uh, farcical, absurd displays of an entrepreneur's desire to build the brand before he builds the business. And as hilarious as that is, I just want you to remember your life is not a sitcom. If you want a different name, go right ahead. But a catchy title is not what is going to ultimately drive your credibility. You should not be overly concerned with the image of your brand name as you should be with the services that you provide, your ability to deliver the goods to your clients. All right, so I know I'm probably leaving out a bunch of information on this topic. Like I said, if you have any unanswered questions, please consult a legal or tax professional. See if this makes any sense for you. Uh, each state may have different processes for filing a DBA, so I don't want to give you any false information on that front. Um, I just hope this information was uh, useful to you all. If it wasn't, I just uh, I blame the TV shows. I don't know what to say. Okay, so that's my, uh, that's my time, folks. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review the show on your favorite platform. Thank you again, everybody. See you next time, and have a great week. What's up, entrepreneurs? Thank you for tuning in and making it all the way to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed the content you just listened to, hit subscribe and tune in again next week. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Entrepreneurs Pod for updates, promos, and giveaway contests that we run throughout the year. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out our really cool website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It's a great resource for you to download informational PDFs and booklets, access discount codes from our amazing affiliates, and read what our audience is up to on our community blog. For now, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, supporting the show, and being a part of this journey. This is Michael Durr signing off for now, Entrepreneurs Season 2. Let's go. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.